Welcome to Women in the Arena podcast, the podcast celebrating women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and our mission is to elevate the value, strength, and resilience each woman brings to the world. Without further delay, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me again this week. In continuing with our celebration of Women's History Month, I am focusing on women that are in roles that have traditionally been held by men. And this week is definitely of no exception. This week, I'm joined by Dr. Duranche Zorn, and she, she has a list of accolades that just hold on, hold on and hold tight because she's amazing. First and foremost, she is a system database and design technology expert. Just let that sink in. See what, hear what she does. She designs many of the systems that you guys are familiar with, but that is just one aspect of what she does. She is an author. She is a speaker. She is the CEO of I Am Her. She is a kingdom strategist, and she is just a game changer and a world developer. It is my pleasure and my honor to introduce to you Dr. Durante Zorn. Durante, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ms. Adrena, for having me here. And of course, being among the Women in Arena family, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am so happy for you to be here. And it's been, it's taken a little bit for you and I to, to coordinate because you are a very, very busy woman. You have multiple businesses all over the world, for that matter, not just locally here in the States. You are traveling everywhere. But let's start first with you are this woman in technology. And when you and I first met, you shared a story with me as to what drew you to computers in the first place. So let's start with what's a little bit of your background and how were you first introduced to this idea of computers and technology? Yeah, absolutely. So as you know, I'm I'm the king of strategies. And so I definitely come from the word of God and strategize and even having the conversation so people can draw people into where I am. So when I was introduced or what drew me to computers was, listen, I was in the void. I was in the deep um, family history of poverty um, and just not having a a lot. Um, Chaos within the family, family dysfunctions and things of that nature. And so, and of course, being um, labeled by society and just being caught in this vicious cycle of, you know, just going generational bondage or generational um, things that kept just being passed down from one thing to the next, lack of education and all those type of things. And so I found myself there. I found myself 22 years old, only had completed an eighth grade education at that particular time, five children, five um, pregnancies, three live birth. And I remember getting this space of awakening. 
and remembering my dream of old and remembering when I told my grandmom at the age of, um, I was about maybe seven, eight, that I want to be this computer programmer analyst technician. So at the age of 22, that sparked again. And that sparked again because I found myself like in that deep of the void. And I was drawn to computers initially in elementary because it solved problems. And of course, we have problems. <laughs> if those <laughs> problems carried me all the way to 22 and it sparked again, computers. And so how was I going to leverage this technology to help bring me out of a vicious cycle of being void, of brokenness. And so I understood as a young lady that computers brought forth solutions and I needed a solution so that my boys would not be a part of society labels or generational curses and things of that nature. And so as that thought came back, I began to take computers by the by storm. I began to, I got up, got that GD, went and enrolled at that particular time to just go and get a diploma in computer programming because guess what? Because of my background, because of my history, I never thought that I could even get a degree. So I said, okay, let me just get a let me just get this diploma. And once I got the diploma, I was so inspired. I was like, oh, wait a minute. And so I got this diploma in computer programming. And so it led me to go to the next, go to the next. Now got the diploma. Now we get an associate degree. Now we over here. I'm getting a um, a bachelor's, right, in computer information systems. And then it led me to get that master degree in information system management with a specialist in database design. And so it afforded me the opportunity to begin to look at problems and bring forth solutions in our real, in our personal lives, as well as business solutions that's needed so that we can effectively live our life and run our businesses. The fortitude of this, first of all, I did not know all of the, that backstory, which thank you for, for holding that in because then you get my full reaction. Oh my gosh. First of all, you were 22, eighth grade education, three little boys at home. And you remembering that computer solves problems was the tiny little spark that led to all of this? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Now, if that does not convince everybody who's listening that all you need is one tiny grain of spark to change your entire life and the entire trajectory of your life, and not only yours, your boys. Yes. You just a tiny little spark. And you didn't, once again, you didn't have to see the whole journey. You just saw the very first step. Yes. And that led to all of this. Absolutely. Okay. I have so many questions. So <laughs> let's first talk about this, this journey in this system design. First of all, that is not for the faint of heart. System design requires you to be both big thinking and granular thinking all at the same time. So let's, let's talk about that first, about your 
journey into system database design. Tell me, tell me about that. First of all, I already know you are probably the only woman in the room. Am I, am I wrong? Yes. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're absolutely right. Um, because when you come into the space of in, in computers at large, you're going to find a very small percentage of women being in the room. So um, system design, as I begin to um, learn and become um, intimate right, <laughs> with computers, and all the aspects of it, I, I was just drawn closer to the system analyst and database design portion because, again, that that was the area where people was bringing in the problem. Say, hey, this is the business problem, and now I need a system developed so that I can serve my clients better, and while at the same time being able to increase our productivity within our within our businesses and so we just need these solutions to come together so that um, the solution can lift some of the load most of the heavy load so that we can definitely be more effective in what it is that we're doing and so those type of things because again life life you know being able to or being a part of a system that was broken being a part of a system that surely failed, being a part of a family that needed the needed solutions. And so that right there really sparked what it was I saw um, that that sparked that desire to go toward that particular side of computers, that which I absolutely love. Because again, just like you said, it afforded me the opportunity to, to, to build systems within my life, build new systems, within my family lineage so that um, we can live beyond or above what was our what was normal to us. So um, when it comes to that computer analyst or system analyst um, space, being in a male dominant <laughs> world, <laughs> being in a, a male dominant world, hey, you just have to show up and just own the space or own who I was own my voice, you know, as well. They gave me an opportunity to um, to really begin to own my voice in who I was and or who I am. Um, and as I begin to own it, then I can step in a room full of men and still know that, listen, I'm it. <laughs> I'm, I'm it and I'm needed in the space. And knowing that I'm needed in the space and that you know, and it take nothing away from my male counterparts whatsoever, but knowing that I had something very special that no one else in the room had. <laughs> and I was needed. <laughs> I, I, I want to pause you for a moment because we've talked a lot uh, with previous guests about being your birthright and taking up space because you deserve it. And understanding your voice and owning your voice and using it in the right way. You just said you figured that out and you had to figure it out pretty hur pretty much in a hurry because you were presented with a space that there was nobody in that room that looked like you right. at all. So you're like, okay, I'm here. I'm unique. I'm a unicorn. So I'm going to own that I'm a unicorn and I'm going to show up with all of my expertise, all of my life experience 
and put it into something practical, which I inspires me so much. I, you have no idea. You've, you've literally blown my mind that you took your life experience and put it into career, which is unbelievable. That is amazing. So I wanted to focus just a little bit of, you're a very strong woman. You, are, you know exactly who you are. You understand your voice and you, you show up in such a confident way that is not, I'm going to, I'm going to slam you over the head. It's I'm here. I know who I am. You know your stuff. You know who you are, but not everybody has that understanding when they first meet you. And you explained to me a story that you had experienced fairly early on in your career where you thought, eh, I don't have time for all of you, but I will give you some patience till you figure out how awesome I am. So would you walk us through that story? Because I personally love that story because it's kind of like a, oh yeah, of course it is. So I'll be quiet for a moment. Will you tell everybody about the story that you were, that you experienced when you were uh, on site overseas? Absolutely. Listen, never judge a book by its cover. You never know who it is that you are entertaining. So listen, my little self, I go over to Germany to represent the USA as a USA ambassador in a student exchange program. And we were at at a school and also working with a major telecom company. And so I walk in the room, only female, (laughs) number one, and of course, the only African-American. And so um, they were having challenges. And so a room full of males, they was working together, putting their minds together, and they was trying to solve this problem. So the first day we were there, I solved the problem. I gave them the answer. They ignored me as if... I was not even in the room. So I took a step back and here I am analyzing again. (laughs) So now I'm analyzing because now I'm analyzing, okay, who's in the room, right? And what's going to take them to hear my voice? So a couple of days went by and then I started mocking them (laughs) because they still had yet to figure it out. And so, it, of course, we know that that was a male ego thing, right? <laughs> and so then I began to mock them and, you know, in, in mocking them, hey, they was already frustrated. They got a little bit more irritated. And so out of their space of arrogancy, you know, they look at me and they like, oh, so you can do it? And I'm like, of course. I gave you the answers three days ago. And I was like, oh, well, since you think you can do it, go ahead. So I took, you know, I took my little self and um, walked on across the room and got on the computer and did a couple of strokes on the keyboard and ran the program. The program ran with efficiency when I don't ain't no telling how long before I got there that they was having this particular problem. But at least I know that it was three days <laughs> since I had been in the room. And from that, what was amazing and what was stunning at that particular time, women was just trying to emerge or get into the space of technology 
over in Germany. And so it definitely was something that made a sound in the room. It made a sound in such a way that whenever, whenever I opened my mouth from that point forward, they all had a listening ear. Or if there was any solutions or anything that needs to be brought forth or questions on the table, listen, they paused to wait to see if there was anything that I had to say. And I just want to believe because of my presence and because of my influence and the impact that I made it at that time in that room, that it also opened or, or opened up some leeway and a gap for women over in Germany to come on in the space and be able to own it as well. What do you think that the ripple effect was? Or do you know what the ripple effect was once you left that location? Because I know that they must have just still been stunned that this this woman from the U.S. had this figured out within the first couple of hours of being on ground with them. And then you ignored them because you're like, okay, I'll, I'll stand back and I'll watch you continue to 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 uh, struggle with this. I'm just going to hang out here and be on my computer and watch you guys fail. Then you were like, I I got this. And they were all probably dumbfounded. What do you think the lasting effect was on them once you were able to prove them wrong? Yes. What, what I believe as uh, two, two lasting effects on them. Number one, they start in their major in their field at a very young age. So they started like middle school and, you know, and they, you know, go and just matriculate all the way through until they go into their, their career. And which we are at a little disadvantage here in the U.S. So that could have been another reason why they really didn't think I had something to say. <laughs> but number two, with being a woman, I just think that being able to come into the space and then see or be in the presence of a woman who not only knew, right, um, from a technical standpoint or the educational standpoint, but also had the skill sets that could could outthink all the men that was in the room at that particular time. I think it began to change the mindset. I believe it that brought a mindset change to um, the, the male presence that was there that, you know what, our women counterpart does, right, does have, um, can make an impact and influence in this space. Not only that, I was invited actually to come and stay for six months and work in the database center, you know, over there um, for this major telecom company this international telecom company, which just would have been absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, um, I couldn't take on the opportunity. However, that lets me know that I did make a sound while I was in the space. (laughs) Yes, you did. You definitely made a sound. Uh, Besides you having that knowledge of, oh, this, this means something. I did something. What other effects did it have on you at that time? Because like I said, you were new in your career and in any space where you are the only one, there's all always a little tiny bit of a built-in intimidation factor, regardless of how confident you feel in your presence, in your knowledge, in your voice. 
when you walk into a room and nobody else looks like you, especially if you're female, you get that little uh, in your that's stuck in your throat. And I know that you know that feeling. I know that many of the women that I, that are listening to this know that feeling. But once you were able to prove that, hey, I've got something here, how did it change you? How did it change me? That made a major impact in my life. Um, it made a major impact in my life. And it changed me in such a way that it started a voice for women on the inside of me, a voice to um, to help women emerge into their space of influence unapologetically, knowing that there were um, there are a lot of spaces or a lot of places that um, we don't get the we don't get the um, respect or the acknowledgement um, that or um, even the recognition in the things and what it is that we do. And so that sparked something on the inside of me, not only built another layer of confidence, right, <laughs> um, as well, but now being able to or having the mindset, you know what, we need to look and see how we can become a vehicle, a vehicle to help women plow through those places where they're going unknown to, unnoticed and unseen and even unheard. I believe that right there in that moment was something that sparked. And I believe that it is definitely attached to what we do now at I Am Her International. So tell me more about I Am Her. I mentioned that in the in the beginning in your introduction, but it is it is this robust, amazing platform that you created. And I want to hear more about it. Absolutely. I Am Her International is definitely a multidimensional platform for women to first bring forth sisterhood that support one another, support, connect, make those connections with other sisters around the world, bring forth collaboration so that we can strengthen our arms in the work and in the things that we do. And of course, there's a space where we celebrate, right? We're getting ready Next, we get to have the I Am Her International um, Awards right here in the U.S. before we head on over to South Africa. I also have the I Am Her International South Africa experience. But however, it is that platform where equip, we train, we celebrate women and so that they can move into things that God has called forth in their lives very unapologetically. And so we do personal development, spiritual development, as well as um, business development so that um, we can build upon the total woman because every aspect in her life is absolutely necessary um, so that, that frames who she are, who she is, so that she can show up and, and be everything that she was created to be unapologetically and listen, releasing her sound and whatever her space of influence is. I mean, you're a walking, talking example of that. Right. I mean, you, you completely embraced who you really are and not what historically had been handed down to you. And first, my, my brain is still buzzing from that because that's, there's such power in that, that you leaned into your real voice 
instead of listening to what others told you that you are or that you are not. And you turned that into an entire career. And then you took it one step further and said, well, you know, if I could do this for myself, I'm going to do this for other women. Absolutely. Which I, as I said in the beginning, you're a world changer. That's not just changing one person's life. That when you change one woman's life, you change a generation. Absolutely. Coming, coming from behind you. You did that with your boys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can you imagine what you're going to do for your boys' families? Right. Right. I mean, blows my mind. So can you give me an example of one of the women that you have helped in the, the I Am Her international space? Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you about, I want to tell you about one of my clients, Tamika. Oh, she is absolutely amazing. When I met her, she was afraid to speak. I met her. I was putting together this anthology called 31 Ways of Influence. And it's founded on Proverbs 31. And we was taking the twos of the Proverbs 31 woman. And we was and we was to write this chapter, this seven page um, chapter and about our lives and how the tool that we decide we was going to uh, we chose on how it impacted our lives or changed our lives. But she was very um, soft-spoken. Now, she was a minister, but she was intimidated. She was very uh, intimidated when it came to speaking and, you know, giving, really leaning into her voice, really leaning into her purpose, really leaning into the things that um, that she had been chosen to do. So we wrote the book. She came to the book release. Then we went to another event and we was there together and she was going to speak and she was nervous and she was afraid. And so, and she had this paper. I said, give me the paper. I said, we're not, we put down the paper. <laughs> we would not use the paper today. And I said, speak from the heart. You already have it. It's already on the inside of you. Uh, let your authentic voice come forth. Don't hide behind the paper. She went and she killed the stage. Not only that, then she came into my second anthology. She came into the second anthology. And I'm telling you, she have birthed seven streams of income. I said, okay, you come into this anthology. This is what you're going to do first. You're going to have to offer a paid webinar. (laughs) And I said, you're going to have to offer a paid webinar and then we're going to build from there. And so she built that webinar um, based upon her chapter. And then when I say seven, matter of fact, it's more than seven now. She's at about nine streams of income right now from a that that particular anthology from a 10 page anthology anthology now developing nine streams of income that's power that's <laughs> that's not just power that's that's influence that's that's giving her freedom mm-hmm. you have given her freedom to do with her life what she wants and she happens to be a minister, so she has a, a very distinct point of view of how she wants to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you gave every woman freedom like that? Oh my God, wouldn't that just be amazing? Now, this is the this is the brand that keeps giving because with Tamika, her brand, the brand that she birthed from our experience of us working together and we still work together, is a wife of a noble character. And so she trained women. <laughs> That's what she did. She trained women um, who are wives in waiting, 
but also women who are current, who are who are wives, right? And they need that polish, that development, the things that you know we just wasn't taught um, when we were little or growing up. Because wife, being a wife, just does not come with a manual, right? And so I love what I do because I get to empower people to, as I analyze and we get to um, develop their brand, develop their voice, and who it is that God has called them to do, that they in turn go back and they too change nations um, as well. And so it is a major ripple effect. And I absolutely love it. You've cracked the code on on humans. I should say you've cracked the code on on women. I, I don't know about men because I know that that's not your your uh, focus. And and this is definitely not a let's hate men moment because we like men. We like men a lot. I have a husband. You have three boys. I mean, that's not what this is. This is but this is pouring in your energies, your talents, your your spirituality, your everything into this overlooked group, this overlooked group that are women, women of color, women that come from uh, from dire situations, from extreme poverty, uh, unfortunately, uh, generational poverty, and you're pouring all that you have into this. And the reason why I said that you've hacked the code on this is because the way you speak and the way that you are explaining this to me you actually see them as systems yes. <laughs> and you have found where the, and go with me on this, that you have found where the error of the code is you go in and you help fix the code and then you train the system to do it a better way. You were born to do this. Now it may have started with computers and database and technology, but how you have parlayed that into humans just blows my mind. Durante, what else do you got? I mean, come on. I, you know what? So let me tell you, you know why I was, how I was so successful in college? And I, I was so successful in college because as I was learning, even from the beginning, I always related it to human life. <laughs> I, I always related it to human life. And so I think that is another reason why, you know, now that, you know, I'm able to, you know, um, grab a woman and hey, let's let's find let's look at let's let's look at your your um, let's look at what's going on. Let's look at your sound. Let's build your foundation. Let's let's hear. Let's build your brand. Let's build your voice um, based upon, you know, life life itself, right? Because even my voice, my voice, my brand, I'm kingdom strategist. I'm always dealing with order and structure, right? Order, structure, restoration, rebuilding stuff. That was, that's my whole entire life, right? It had to be reordered. It had to get, you know, it had to come into some form of structure so that I can break out of systems that wasn't working um, for me. And so I think that's what makes me, that made me so successful within um, within the industry and in, like I said, through college as well. And now being able to touch humans' lives so that they can move forward and help other people um, as well. I've always looked at it from a human perspective and that's what drew, drew me there from a child because we had problems and <laughs> we needed <laughs> solutions. <laughs> I, and you're like, ooh, computers, problems, solutions, I'm down. Yes. 
and 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 I know that you you express this with with joy now being able to look back on it and now you just feel joy and passion. But at the time, did you feel joy and passion? Look, actually, no, no, I didn't because, you know, being a little girl and having dreams, but waking up one day and being the very system that somebody else wrote about you or being the very things that people spoke about you or things that you always see within your environment that you swore that you would never become, (laughs) but something happened and you became a part of it. and then. When that awakening came, absolutely not. I'm like, oh, I have these three young men and I refuse to allow them to be a part of this system. And so my my husband at the time, I'm not married now, when I'm married now, but um, th- their father and we all, we both wanted the same thing. And so, um, and, and it was, let me say this, it came with a lot of fear. It came with a lot of doubt because you got to remember, I was coming out of a system where there was fear. I was coming out of a system that said that I wouldn't amount to anything, that said that, you know, I will always remain in poverty. I'm coming out of a system, you know, where people who, who were supposed to love me, um, you know, told me that, you know, I, I would be nothing or I would be like my mom or my dad, which was an alcoholic, the dad and my mom was a was addicted to drugs, you know, had those type of 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 visions or perspective of who I was to become, you know, in life. And so it was very fearful. Remember, I said that I only when I went to the college to um, I started school, I only got a diploma because I could not believe that I can even get a degree. And so every time it came for me to get the next level of degree, um, I was I was signed up for it. I, I was like, I'm not going to go to school right now. I'm going to wait. I'll put it off. I'll put it off. And let me tell you this. This one thing that I remember, this was so scary. I had a 3.8. I was over at DeVry University. I was there with a 3.8. I had one more semester left before I graduated. And then I was also at another college taking um, up Oracle. I was taking Oracle Database Administration. And over there, I had a 4.0. And every day I would wake up, I would look at, at my husband and I was like, I'm quitting today. I can't do it. <laughs> I would get to have these anxieties. I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, my grade said something different. Uh, my instructor says my instructors would say something different. My colleagues would say something different because I'm running like the top of my class. <laughs> but I have all of these anxieties and all of these fears that made me want to quit every single day that I spoke, I was quitting every single day. But there was something on the inside of me that would not allow me to follow through with my words. And I'm glad it did not. I'm glad it did not. So I did have to push past fears, right? I had to push past systems and, and, and enter into systems that was unknown to me, that was new to me. And so that can be the unknown can be also a place that is very um, fearful um, as well, because you know, it's a new place that and the only thing you know, listen, I it got to be better than where I'm coming from, but I don't know what I'm going to encounter here, right? And so had to, and that was afraid as well but had to do it afraid 
and 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 just and and be confident that you know what the best is going to absolutely happen for me even when i went into environments where you know in work environments and things of that nature where you know it's just male dominant and, and things of that nature and just just saying you know what i'm going to I, i'm showing up anyway so i had to learn to show up for me show up for me and the rest is history when i showed up <laughs> it changed the whole i mean it's been changing nations since then yeah and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute but i wanted to pause and make sure that in case people forgot when i introduced you i introduced you as dr yes javon shay so we'll about that in a moment <laughs> she's a phd everyone she's a phd and she has multiple degrees when the first time I met this woman, I actually didn't get a chance to speak to her. We were at, we were in a, a virtual event. And when I got introduced to her, she took my breath away because she was so impressive. And this is before I even knew her background. So uh, if anybody could see my face right now, and of course the only one who can see my face is Duranche, I'm aghast. I'm so impressed. And I have, I have chills just listening to her and I'm, and and quite frankly, it, it inspires me and it, it just makes me think, I mean, if she had all of this stacked against her and she still just took one step forward every single day, that's all it took is one step forward every single day. And I'm sure some days were harder than others. And some days the step was smaller than others. Some days they might've been leaps. You just had to get up every single morning and say, I'm going to do one thing today. And now you can look back and you have multiple businesses sought at, you are sought after worldwide. Yes. And you are changing you're changing communities, you're changing lives, communities, and you're working really hard and you're going to succeed at changing the world. So I want to talk about one of the first things that you're doing to change the world, which is this tech academy. And this, uh, I, I don't even have words for it. It's so cool. So Duranche, tell everybody about this amazing tech this tech academy that you're building. Yeah, absolutely. I wish you guys could see my face. Because <laughs> this is the thing that that put a smile, you know, on my face. And we are we are building or I I'm in listen, the Lord is allowing me to build technology incubators and they will be around the world. We're going to build our first one is going to be in Kenya. And so with these technology incubators, what it's going to begin to do in communities, definitely going to begin to change it as it brings some economic um, sustainability within them. How is it going to do that for them? It's going to do that for them because number one, it's going to first create jobs. Not only is it going to create jobs, but then it's going to be utilized as a space where individuals are going to be able to be trained. They're going to be trained in ministry and business, of course, in technology, because it just wouldn't be, you know, a a space without it. But um, in that incubator, 
what it's going to have, it's going to have a, a technology room, two of them. Matter of fact, one is where they'll come and they'll get training from leaders around the world. So they'll be able to come into a room, have access to a computer, tap into a global market, clap and tap tap into global training that will lead them to tapping into a global market, okay? And um, so that they can get the acquired skills or the things that's necessary so that they will be able to move and operate in their dreams, in their visions, and it is not constrained by their geographical location, Neither is it constrained um, by their um, economics within their particular environment, the economic constraints that's there as well, because we're going to be teaching and training them how to go, how to move into a global space so that they will not be hindered. Now, what will that do for that community or for those individuals in that community? Now it's going to bring economic sustainability within the community. People are getting empowered, right? They're getting empowered. They're getting the training that they need. They're getting the tools that they need um, so that they can begin to move in businesses, right? Um, That's going to bring um, or increase their income level within their family dynamics, which in terms impact the community at large. So I absolutely love that um, as well. That's one of the major aspects. Also, it will be a internet cafe will be there where the community will be able to come in and tap into a global market. We got to bridge the digital divide. I remember writing papers that I was traveling the world, bridging the digital divides. And this is coming into fruition as we begin to build these technology incubators. A person or individual or communities or nations that is separated or not in a digital space, they are living in an ice age, which will which will eventually cause them to die or cause them to be um, in, in a space where they're not able to uh, maintain livelihood, okay? And so what I love about it is that now we're bridging the gap. They're now can, they can come into that space and get information, tap into, tech, tap into the world by using technology. And now they can increase in their knowledge, right? They can increase within their reach, um, as well, so many things that it's going to, and so many aspects that it's going to bring within their very lives. We're also going to have a media room there where they're going to be able to tap into radio, podcasting, as well as television. This this space is going to be self-sufficient. It's going to be a self-sufficient space. It's going to have other aspects within it that in such in in such a way that um that it brings income right into that space um as well so that it can be a self-sustaining entity entity that equip and train individuals so that they can obtain the knowledge that's necessary to increase their income and to help their family dynamics and surely their 
society. So I absolutely love that about that. Now, we are going to have some of these incubators. They're going to be specifically earmarked. Some of them will be specifically earmarked for women and young girls. Because we know, as we're here talking about, listen, um, women being women not being able to really um, release their sound or have their voices um, in in whatever their space of influence they're called to influence. So we're going to be standing behind them, equipping them, training them um, in those spaces, even um, starting in their young age to help build them and grow them um, in economics, leadership development, I'm sorry, financial development, leadership development, um, and things along that, of course, technology, those type of things that we're going to provide um, just for them. So I'm excited about it and how it's going to bring sustainability within communities as well as within households around the world. I'm excited about it. When you told me about it, I stopped you and went, what? Say it again. You're doing what? Because just picture back in the beginning of the pandemic, when we all had to lock down, most of us that had access to the internet did just fine. Mm-hmm. But those that did not are the are the communities and the individuals that struggled. Yes, and we've been and that was able to demonstrate that if you have internet access, you have the power of the world at your fingertips. You can make money. Mm-hmm. You can educate yourself. You can you can online shop until you, until <laughs> your heart desires. You can have anything you want, anything you need if you have internet access. And you are proving that by saying, I'm going to bridge that gap mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring internet access to these communities, to these villages, give them some tools, and once again, provide them freedom. Yes. I mean, this, women that are free in all aspects are powerhouses. Yes. And those women that are free, I would say in almost every case, I can't say all, all cases because I don't have a definitive answer, but in almost all cases, those women use their freedom to give back to other communities. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of this. And you're you're just simply talking about one of your passions, and I I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the the other part of your passion, the the doctor in this PhD scenario. What is a spiritual midwife, and what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. A spiritual midwife is somebody that just actually help an individual give birth to their dreams, their goals, their vision, whatever it is that God has given unto them. A spiritual midwife acts just like your your regular midwife, right? They help, they coach you through, help you walk through nurturing that which is on the inside of you so that, listen, to it comes to that, that place where it's time to birth it out. 
right, to birth it out. But also we still do stand with you after the birth to help see that that dream, that vision mature and what it is that, you know, that's been given. So I do help you come up with those strategies and solutions. We're still back to strategies and solutions to whatever your dream and desire may be. What that means for me, I when I say I absolutely love what I do, to be able to connect with individuals who know that there's something that they need to do or they have an idea what they should do, but they don't know how to do it. So as they may have the blueprint, I give them the strategy to build out the structure so that they can begin to impact lives because everybody's purpose is definitely bringing forth a solution somewhere in the world. And so I get the amazing opportunity to help people birth solutions to individual problems every single day. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes, it is. Absolutely is because you... How, who doesn't need that coach or that that individual that is escorting you through and helping you reach your purpose? Because at, the older I get, the more I come to acknowledge that we were all born to do something. Right, right. And we all we all vibrate at different frequencies, and you've find true happiness when you are in sync with your proposed solution and vibration, which is your purpose. That is where you find true happiness. Absolutely. Regardless of income, mm-hmm. regardless of background, regardless of political affiliation, when you vibrate in the frequency that you were born to do, that is when you feel full and fulfilled. And you you get to come alongside people and say, I'll help walk, I'll help walk you to it. That's amazing. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely. I love it. And the other great part about it is because we talked about that spiritual aspect. So just FYI, that doctorate is in theology. So I get the best of both worlds, technology and theology. And what's mostly important when I'm coming with solutions and strategies that we provide, we provide or I provide solutions and strategies for individuals based off biblical principle. I stand on this is that whenever we're building something, we want to build it on what's going to last. Right. And so there's so many fads that we have, you know, in the world. And there's so many um, fads that, you know, they come in in one day and the next day they're out. But when you can build your vision on something that's sound and solid, it will outlast. It will outshine um, anything that's happening in the world. So that's why even in the pandemic, people were still thriving in the pandemic. I was locked behind the borders of South Africa. They closed down the borders. Well, God, I, I, I want to say it this way. God had them to shut down the borders of South Africa. While I was in South Africa, I was there three and a half months with the borders being closed, could not make it back to America. But one thing I do know, currency did not stop, did not stop moving whatsoever. And I was able to, tr- to, to just shift my headquarters 
to South Africa temporarily and still generate income. Why? Because what I what I what my business is built on or built upon is absolutely solid. And the environment does not dictate how it produces whatsoever. Think how powerful that is, what, what she just said. And this goes right back to her humble beginnings. Her environment did not dictate her future and her direction and her purpose. If, if that does not inspire you to lean into that feeling that you've been feeling in your gut for a long time, and I know that you ladies have it, and men, because I do have, I do have some male audience members and I, I appreciate you all. But there is that, there is that thing that sits in, in your soul that is like, there's something you got to do. Lean into it. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, have, have you ever had one of your clients say, uh, I don't know what, what if, what if I fail? What happens? What have you, what have you told them? And what has been the result when you're like, uh, so every, a lot of them have, what if I fail? But I have this question. What if you succeed? See that your environment or the things that we used to or the things that we've been accustomed to or we've been told um, or, or, you know, or um, society labels tell us we're going to fail. So it, that small voice is always there. Right. And so the question becomes, what if you tried it and it was successful? What if you tried it and it began to change lives? What if you tried it and it changed the trajectory of your family dynamics? You've tried everything else. All the things that you thought would succeed or would help you get to the place that you desire, it haven't been working for you. You find yourself, you you know what I'm saying? You find yourself, you're not um, in a place that you're happy about, that you can live the life that you so desire. You gradually wake up in the morning because you got to do something that you really don't want to do, but you're doing it because it makes me the ends meet. But what if you can wake up one day <laughs> and when you wake up that day, you every day you wake up, you're waking up excited to do what it is that is passionate within your heart and you are so passionate about it. And I don't know if this is, this, this is how, what happened to you, Andrea. I'm so passionate about it. Sometimes it keeps me up at night. Sometimes I can't go to sleep <laughs> because I'm so passionate about it. I just want to be engaged in it all the time. What if you tapped into that place that tapped into that place that keeps you engaged, that keeps you passionate, but also at the same time, that passionate place, not only does it excite you, but then, then for some of us, it also brings forth um, income, right? Because your passion, this is what I believe, um, Andrea, that when we work in what we're passionate about, the income will follow us right? The income, money will chase us down. So I absolutely love that. So money will begin to chase you. Why? Because people will, your passion will produce products and services that is excellent because you're going to always show up at your most optimized state. And because you're showing up at your most optimized state, it's going to attract 
those that need what you got because they know if they hire you or they put you on that particular project or idea that they have, they know that it's going to be excellent because you always show up um, in a state of excellent. Why? Because it's your passion and it's something that you love to do and that you're always putting your best foot forward because it is truly a representative of who it is that you are deep on the inside. I, everybody needs to put that on repeat. <laughs> that I mean, if you need a little inspiration, just record that piece and just play that over because she's, if you could see her, she glows. She glows with passion because she truly is living everything that she just said and and because you are busy, I promised you I'd only take an hour. So I want to make sure that I give everybody the opportunity to connect with you and reach out to you uh, for the I Am Her International, the Kingdom Strategist. How would they reach and connect with you? Absolutely. You can connect with me in these ways. You can go to withthestrategist.com. You can go there and you can pick up all of the Kingdom Strategist's um, content or links or access to it. You can also follow me on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at I Am Her International. You can visit www.iamherinternational.com to see what all we're doing with our women ministry or the work that we're doing around the world with women so that they can move and operate unapologetically in the things that God has called for for them to do. You you guys heard it. You guys need inspiration. Go talk to her because she will inspire you. And I want to thank you once again for saying yes to being here and for changing the world, leaning into your passion and putting it into practice. So you are changing communities, you're changing villages, you're changing environments, you're changing lives. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Again, thank you so much for having me here, Andrea. And thank you so much for letting me hang out with the Women and Arena family. I'm excited about that. Thank you for having me. It is definitely my pleasure. I want to thank all of you for listening, and we'll see you again next time. This is just the beginning. That's our show. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and your unwavering support and your continued belief in this movement that has become much bigger than me, much bigger than just a podcast. It has become this forward momentum that we are all doing together. If you are ready or you know somebody that is that is ready to tell your story and share your value with the world please connect with me. You can reach me at audra at womeninthearena.net. I am so honored and thankful that you will share your story with me and I'll make sure that it is well taken care of. I will never stop thanking each and every one of you and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we share another woman's story and we celebrate her doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We'll see you next time. This is-